0: <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Movie Epidemic, the podcast show, 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 pod show. Today we're talking about a couple movies we got, uh, what do we got on deck here, Chadley?
1: We got Fury starring Shia the Beef and Braid Pit, oh and then... God, yeah. And then we're gonna move on to an awesome film called *Live and Let Die*. That's a uh, part of our Bond franchise that we've been we've been tussling about.
0: These Jimmy Bond
1: classics, man, there there's something to see. That's for sure. <laughs> they're, they're definitely definitely see once type movies. And uh, then we're gonna be ending off with the epic from director of, of *School of Rock*. Boyhood.
0: <laughs> yep, mysterious. <laughs> What's his name? Lizard Link? Link? Link,
1: Link. Late <laughs> <laughs> Lizard Laster? Uh, Link Laster? I don't know. Something weird like
0: that. Yeah, and of uh, of course we've got uh, our boy Hardener on the show today. Um, yep. You know he's 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 a, he's around. We like we like Hardener. He's a good guy.
1: Comes on every now and again. He he speaks some wisdom. He's he's smarter than me for sure.
0: Yeah, he he knows his stuff when it comes to movies. That's why that's why we like to have him.
1: Absolutely. So uh, should we just uh, get into Fury here? Yeah, Sounds let's good. let's pump right into it. Fury This movie was awesome. Like there's just there's no way two ways around it. This movie was fucking amazing.
0: I enjoyed it a lot. Um it's been a while since I actually saw a movie in theater. So this was like this was
1: nice. This was nice. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I went and saw this in the theaters. And uh I don't know, I feel like this is one of those movies that I feel like wouldn't be as good on home DVD as it was in theaters. Because explosions.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I think I And agree also, kind of like drew you in. It was the atmosphere. There was a lot more atmosphere in this movie than a lot of other films. Or at least it was also, more important, I feel.
1: Also, I enjoyed it on the big screen because the closer I could get to Shia the Beef's mustache, the better.
0: <laughs> Chadley's a big, uh... Yeah. All, like, <laughs> the the Shia La, the Beef Man LaBeouf, has really made a comeback with this movie.
1: And, oh, absolutely.
0: And that's that's one thing that Chadley mentioned earlier. I think on a pod previously, you, when we were discussing going to see this movie, you were saying mm-hmm. like this was this is his comeback. Hardner was on that. I remember because.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I was talking about how I, I didn't really want to see it because I'm not a fan of Shia LaBeouf, but Brad said that it was actually quite good and that I. It out, so yeah, I did, he, he, and I'm not gonna lie. He gave a good, he gave a great performance, and it was a good movie. And I was uh, I was a bit surprised because I didn't really really think he was good in his previous roles. But that's true. I like know, fucking, this was quite good.
0: Pretty much everything else he's ever done has been like trash, like trash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's come to my yes. attention that I don't think he's ever cared about a movie before this one. Like. I think he just kind of got lucky with Even Stevens and then people were like, here, you want You wanna, You want? want money to be in our movie? And he was like, yeah, yes, all right. All right.
2: This,
1: this is like <laughs> the first movie where it seemed like he actually was like, yep, this is something I'm passionate about. This is something I care about. I want to bring everything that I possibly can to this role. And he fucked. Oh, he fucked hard. <laughs> he, he, he for sure <laughs> fucked.
0: Um, I, like, I like the dynamic of Characters that they had there. They have you got you got Brad Pitt, who's the badass.
1: He's the same guy as from *Glorious Bastards*.
0: Pretty much the exact same guy. Yeah, <laughs> young <y'all>
1: Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's a Nazi killer. Time, but other than that. it's he, slightly he, different. Yeah. He, all all we know is that I in think the last Jack few years, just
0: like gets hard as shit every time he's thinking about killing Nazis, and he's like, just send <laughs> me up for Nazi movies. That's what he's talking th- <laughs> He's an agent. He's like, just give me the just give me the Nazi movies. I just want to kill Nazis. It gets me hard as fuck.
1: Except he doesn't say Nazi. He, <laughs> he just says, Nazi. says, I want 50
2: Nazi scalps by the end of this week. Give me a roll. <laughs> I don't actually know it, but all of the extras get scalped at the end of those scenes. Hell he goes yeah. around to them when they're playing dead and just cuts off cuts off their scalps. So
0: you got Brad Pitt, who's the leader. Then you got the the big dumb dude. I don't know who that actor was, but...
1: Yeah, and then and then you got you got sort of like a, a level-headed middle middle ground, which was the beef.
0: You got the you got the good Christian man, but not really
2: good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That guy. That guy fucked too. Also. He, he was in um he was in a movie last year called Perks of Being a Wallflower, which I thought was fruity and stupid.
0: Right, he was um, in that, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: Yeah, starring yeah. him and him and uh, Emma Emily, one of the Emilys from Britain.
2: Yeah. And,
1: uh, yeah, that was him.
2: I. I... Did not make that connection until just now.
1: Yeah, he was he was in perks of being a wallflower, which a lot of people liked. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of that. I thought I he was. I
0: much... don't mind it, but I think it was
2: like
1: pretty wildly overrated. Yeah, yeah, most mostly by girls, mostly by oh. teen girls. You yeah. <laughs> know, teen girls, teen girls gonna do what teen girls gonna do.
0: And uh, then then it had my boy, my favorite little Mexican,
1: Michael Pena, as Yeah, he was <laughs> He was good. He was he he had like the the kind heart, but still was like all up for the killing.
0: I fucking adore Michael Pena, man. Like he's he's been on a roll the last couple. Like I don't know if you guys saw Endo Watch, but he was fucking amazing in that, and, I, and some other stuff too.
1: When I wa- when I went into seeing the movie Fury, there was no way in my mind I thought I was gonna be leaving that theater going. Well, Shia LaBeouf was the best actor in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just no way. But he really, but he really fucking was. Brad Pitt was good, but nothing special. Nothing we haven't seen before. Yeah, uh, well,
2: we, we, like
0: I think it's just because we know Brad Pitt can act, and yeah, and we well, that really also seen... that
2: that is a role that he's played multiple times. He's frequently in a sure. leadership role and like has to give the mentorship and all that.
0: Yeah. But, but, like, we've never seen Shia really act, so I think that's probably what mm-hmm. threw you off more than anything.
1: <laughs> it was the shock. It was, just, it was the shock of how good he was. But, yeah, they, he had a really good mustache, too. I just want to point that out. Uh, Shia, Shia the buff, he can, he can grow a
0: mustache. So, basically, this movie, what is it, what is it about, Chadley? If, if you could explain it in, like, two sentences, what would, what would you
1: say it's about? Well, Fury is the name of this tank that this uh, this sort of group of, of soldiers who are sort of like a family in a way. They're they're it's the very last days of World War II. I think it's the last month of World War II, and they're moving in on Germany. And basically, Brad Pitt has said to his entire crew, "I'm going to keep you guys alive. I'm going to keep you guys alive." And they do. They like clearly these these this is a group of people who are very good at what they do. They're very good at killing. Uh, and basically, they go and they kill Nazis, and then they just pretty much take on whatever it is they can, even if they think it's too much for them to handle.
0: All right.
2: I, I'll give you that one, but, you know, I was a little wordy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I would have used the word family either. That's That seems a little bit <laughs> too much.
1: Well, 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 they have sort of like this dynamic. All of the people, they have this sort of dynamic where you can see that they care each other, care about each other but they also care about I know, I know.
2: It's not not the issue that, like, I don't get why you use the word family.
1: It's just I wouldn't have used the word family. You don't need to be a dick, Hardener, all right? They're (laughs) friends, all right? They like each other and they look after each other, you cack.
0: So, yeah, there's a lot of, like, there's some good-ass tank scenes in this movie. And that's what I took away from this more than anything, is, like, Mm -hmm. you don't really get to see a lot of good tank action but this is like, it completely takes place in a tank, so you're following the tank around, and it's just like, I like tanks, first of all. That's, that's <laughs> what really got me. I'm like, big, tanks
1: are big, badass. Big tank fan.
0: I'm a huge tank fan. <laughs> Do you guys remember that tanks game on the, the Atari 2600?
1: Oh yeah. Big, that fan of
0: oh, yeah. All right, big fan of tanks. That's kind of where my love of tanks... I
2: think we made a video for that one time, actually.
0: Yeah, I think we did, too. Um... And then there's, like, but one of the problems I had, though, is, like, almost this entirety of this movie, they're
1: getting into situations that are, like, a little t- too ridiculous, maybe. So almost like Dukes of Hazard, like, where you imagine them <laughs> stopping and being like, how are the boys going to get out of this one? Like.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that a lot of <laughs> And it's, like, the whole time, tanks are getting picked off, except for theirs. I guess that's kind of the point of it, but you know, at times it's a little unrealistic. Like w- w- when they're with those four tanks and they all get blown up around them, and then
1: they're, they, they're still standing. Yeah. They, they somehow
0: manage, even though they got hit a fucking shitload of times.
1: Now this, well,
2: especially uh, because you think they'd be targeted because they're giving the commands to all the other tanks. So you think that the enemy tanks would be like, "That's where the that's that's where the orders are coming from. Shoot that tank." Yeah. There are times when they yell orders across the top of the tanks.
1: No, I don't. I, I correct me if I'm wrong. Is this movie is this movie a true story? I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh,
2: I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I, th- I think. It it's never said kind of based on a true story at the
2: beginning, and movies that normally are try and monopolize on that. So I feel like it isn't. But I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Yeah, all right. I'll go with that logic. Basically, basically, this movie. It's a lot of fun. There is some boring segments. There really is. There's like the to- the part where they're fucking like where they go in and then the fucking Perks of a Wallflower kid fucks that that girl that German girl. It's pretty neat, right? But that that German dinner scene, Yeah, the di- the dinner scene after that goes on for like literally like 25, 35 minutes. Like it's
2: yeah, it's pretty,
1: it's pretty long. And the movie itself is pretty long. Um, there's, there's they
0: probably could have left a bit of that on the cutting room floor. I did you know?
1: Yeah.
2: I think the main thing is they wanted to show like what actually happened like in these towns after soldiers came through. Cause I think wasn't wasn't Brad Pitt like actually part of the friggin' production team or something for this? I don't remember. But I remember I was watching an interview with him and he was talking about how it was really important how, how they really wanted to get the message across of what like actually was going on for these soldiers in in that war so I think that's why they did it but I agree when, when you're watching a movie to see tanks blow shit up I don't want to watch dinner for a half an hour <laughs> it's kind of like in that
0: Hobbit movie when the uh, when the dwarves are singing and having dinner for the first hour and a half of that movie it's like maybe cut that <laughs> how
1: would you get, like the full feature length song
0: yeah I guess I don't know
1: yeah, for sure. Fuck no on that movie. But uh, Fury, it's one of those movies. It is artsy and it is important. The message is important. And like, if you're it's going also into like
0: really cool. There's a lot of a specific, Yeah, I'm thinking of specifically like the ending scene. Yeah, it's just like one of the most badass things
1: I've ever seen. If like, you're going in, really if you're over. going into this movie just to see an action movie, you'll be you'll probably be mildly, you know, mildly pleased. But if you go in looking for a movie with depth. And a movie that, that means something, then I think you'll take more out of this movie than if you were to just watch it as an action film. Sure. I don't I don't disagree. Yeah, I that. agree. I would say I would say I, a quality I'd say a quality 95% fuck yes on this movie. Uh
0: yeah, it's good. Um you know, I have a few issues with it. Uh what did you guys think of the end of this movie?
2: I thought I thought like the whole final fight thing was good, but the part where the kid's hiding underneath the tank and the soldier looks directly at him and walks away, the Nazi's like, "Oh, there's no way he would let him live after he slaughtered like hundred Nazis. There's no way they would just let this guy live."
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, I mean. I see where they were coming from like it's a, it's like
1: they're a, trying to, they're trying to show
0: looking at another kid and he's like maybe maybe that kid agreed with him nazis are doing bad stuff I don't know what they were trying to do I just thought it felt a little out of place after killing you know almost an entire SS battalion they were SS too so like they're they're not they're like cold-blooded they're, they're not just like the the Nazi kids they're pulling off the street they were SS soldiers so like
2: I mean, you could be the most gentle-hearted person in the world, but if, like, a hundred of the people that you know got killed around you and you knew that that guy was responsible for killing, like, a good portion of them, you wouldn't you would make sure he died. <laughs> <laughs> or at least get captured. But for all he knows, they wouldn't have even killed him. Well, they probably would have because they're SS Battalion. But you would have at least captured the kid.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I I agree that I agree with that. I thought that was kind of bunk. Um, but I think what they were trying to do there is show that even though, you know, they were Nazis, right? But they were kind of forced to be Nazis.
0: Yeah, they knew so, it was wrong too. I I get that. I do get that.
2: Yeah, they knew. Think, they knew the war was fucked.
0: I do think it's a little far fetched,
2: though. <laughs> but yeah, you know, sometimes it, when us. you make something so unrealistic just to try and push a message, it, it comes off a bit forced.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah I see what you're saying there, and I totally I totally agree with you on that. But yeah, it is a fuck yes movie, and more than likely this will win some Oscars or at least get nominated for stuff. Oh yeah, it's pretty much
0: brilliant acting around the board. I would say. Mm-hmm. I agree. Visual effects were fucking off the charts. Um, yeah, they they were yeah. good. There wasn't
1: there wasn't a moment I was watching that movie where I thought to myself, that's not real.
0: Yeah, like, exactly. That's exactly like. Everything was real, uh, somehow. I don't... <laughs> <like>.
1: <laughs> they killed they kill people for this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Like, when they take that gross that gross dude's head right off, uh, like, at the very end, like fucking, you, you, you feel, like, you feel for everybody in the tank. You're like, that guy's head just fucking came off. Yeah. That's legit. I felt
2: for everyone except for the hick. I really didn't feel bad when he died. He was just yeah. such an asshole the entire movie. And then he yeah. dies, like...
1: But he also he also apologized, right? He like he felt really shitty about it. He yeah, just but
2: was, to... no, one apology first off. First off, that was another thing I felt was a bit forced. That character never would have apologized. And second off, one apology doesn't make me be like, oh, he's a good guy. I'm gonna feel sad when he dies in ten minutes. No, if you apologize just because you know you're gonna die, that doesn't make you a good person. And I and when right... you die, I'm not gonna feel bad for your death you've been an asshole this whole time.
1: I remember when I was watching that movie, at the very beginning of that movie, I thought to myself, I thought to myself, huh, I wonder which of these guys they're going to kill off first. And then I thought they were just going to slowly like, pick them off as the movie went on. And then I was like, like halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, I get it. It's not that type of movie at all. This is well thought out. I, I'm with you.
0: You know, I would have liked to, you know, this is just my personal opinion, but I would have liked to just see it Tarantino-style and just everybody
2: die
1: yeah. That, yeah. That,
2: that, the kid, the main well, kid I mean, dying
1: was
0: unrealistic. I agree. The yeah, kid he should have died. died. Yeah. Tarantino this bitch, you know. fucking off all the characters. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It's a movie. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about Tarantino, though, because he's like, it doesn't matter. It's a movie. They could all die. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to give a shit? Nobody.
0: It's not, it's not. a fucking. It's not The Walking Dead. You don't have to stagger your kills over fucking seven years. It's like just.
2: <laughs> it's a fucking
0: hour and a half. Just kill them all at the end. It's fine. I really, you know, I really. It's
2: not like there's be a...
1: What?
2: So it's not like there's gonna be a Fury sequel.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. that's actually legit. What I was just about to say. They're not gonna make a second. War's so, over.
0: Yeah, you know. But I guess, you know, they wanted to make happy ending, so I get it. fucking Hollywood bullshit. I think that's pretty you guys got anything else to say? Any closing thoughts on Fury?
1: No, like go see yeah. this movie for Shia LaBeouf alone. Like <laughs> I never thought I would say that about a movie that has Brad Pitt in it, but go see this for Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> He's so good. Fuck yes, I see this movie. Yeah. So let's right. uh let's move on from there. Let's head on over to uh in cooperation with watching the movie Fury, which of course stars Brad Pitt, we did top five Brad Pitt films. Chad and Pitt. who wants, who wants to start us off?
0: Why don't Chadley Pitt do it? Just because you know you're, you share a name.
1: Okay, Chadley Pitt. That's myself. My number five Brad Pitt movie is a movie that came out I think in the late 90s, or early 2000s. I don't really remember. Uh, it's called Seven, and Seven. it's sort of a.
0: Within the box? A,
1: yeah, I'm I'm fucking I'm going I'm starting off like fucking hard. Ah, uh, this was a movie. It was like sort of a murder mystery, and it had Morgan Freeman and Kevin Spacey. And really, like like I, I now that I'm thinking about it, I'm really thinking about it. there's no movie I've ever seen where I'm like, yeah, go see that to see Brad Pitt. Like go see that for Brad Pitt. He's the best <laughs> part. Like never is that ever the case. This movie is for Kevin Spacey. like that's who you go fucking see in seven. Seven is dope. Good stuff. What's in the fucking box?
0: What is in the fucking box? I haven't seen that in a while. Me neither. I think maybe if I did, it would have. I've
2: actually never. Seen
0: that. It's, it's good. It, I would check
2: it out. Because
0: then you All get right. the "What's in the box?" jokes, which you know they're they're rampant. They're
1: <laughs> they're, they're big on the internet right now. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but yeah. it's 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 a big thing on the web.
2: Okay, know what do you got?
1: Uh, I threw down.
2: Um, Troy. As my number five, just because I really like Greek mythology. Yes, yeah, that um, movie's. I like movie's that, really movie. good.
0: that when it comes to like Greek mythology, that one, it does okay. There's there's been worse. Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hercules. <laughs> uh, have you seen that hurt new Hercules movie, Harder? I I've not seen
2: it. Was it was it just disgusting? Oh, oh don't see that. We, we
0: talked about it last week, but there's clearly. <laughs> There's literally no mythology at all in it. Like they... <laughs> they just... Wow. The entire thing. They're like, It's like, not actually son of Zeus.
1: I, I, I couldn't possibly imagine them fucking up Hercules that bad.
0: <laughs> and then they're like, there's centaurs coming over the hill, and it's just dudes on horses, and you're like, okay. And then they're like... <laughs> They're like, oh, Cerebith, and it's like three dogs, and you're like, okay. And then, and then it's just like the rock, and he's all strong and shit. And they're like, yeah, he's just strong. He's got big calves, and you're like, oh, Hydra. Hydra. Right.
1: Fun fact, in that movie, Hydra's legitimately a puppet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, really bad. Uh, my number five is uh, the quintessential Heish movie, in my opinion. This is Ocean's Eleven.
1: That movie fucks.
0: Uh, I I really I like this movie back in the day. Uh I don't know if it holds up quite as well, but it it like when this came out, like everybody was talking about they're like, All these famous actors are in this movie and it's a heist movie, and it's good. And then they made like a bunch of other sequels to it and you're like, ah, alright, I get yeah, it.
2: Yeah, Ocean's Eleven is actually my number four and I agree. I like the first one, but the sequels are just kind of ugh, too much. Skipping right sk- back. Sk- skipping right over me, Hardner, you fuck. He was segueing, come on now. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. It was it would have been bad if you said yours and then I said and mine was Colby's number 5. Come on.
1: All right, all right. Yeah, all right. I'll give you I'll give you that. What's but, your number uh, four? But like just before we leave Ocean's 11 here, okay. I, like I do want to make a point here. Yeah. I said earlier there's no movie where you see it just cuz Brad Pitt. This movie, you see this movie for G Clooney, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, I think you, Every, I mean, you might be right on that one. I'm, I'm looking at my list. Oh, actually, there's one movie on my list that, I, that you see for Brad Pitt, but we'll get to that in a minute. My number yeah. four is the movie we just talked about, Uh, uh Once again, Shy of the Boof. Also, my number four. Oh, look at that. Look at that. We, we got through our number fours so fast. We already know what Hardeners is. Let's move on to my number three. My number three, we were talking about Tarantino a minute ago, and we're going to segue back into mm-hmm. it. Inglorious Bastards, of course, is it had to be on the list. Absolutely. He goes out. He kills Nazis. Yeah.
2: And that's my number three as well, actually. Whoa, well, this
1: no. is some, this is some synergy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take a wild stab and say we all have the same number one, but we'll get to that in a moment. I, uh, I'm
0: I'm just gonna throw this out there. My number two is Inglorious Bastards.
1: Oh, all so right.
0: It, What's your number three? But before that, my number three is a classic movie that I don't think a lot of people have seen. Me and Hardner love this movie. This is Snatch.
1: Oh, that's my I, number two. That's my number I, two. I think I started uh, watching this with you guys, but I think I fell asleep. I think uh, I was so there. Good. It'd be.
0: It's a really good movie. Um, it's got Jason Statham in it. But this is one that I would say you go see, you go see for Brad Pitt in this movie.
1: It's a B-Pitt exclusive? Uh, he's a freaking tarot in it. Boxer
0: in this movie. But he's such a badass. This is a Guy Ritchie movie. It's a classic, like... I, like, I, I can't believe, like, I tell people about this movie a lot, and, like, almost no one has seen this movie. And it's like, go see Yeah, it's this Nash.
2: movie and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels are both phenomenal films that no one's seen. Yeah, I
1: Also, that movie where Clint Wood has a monkey and a truck. That one's oh, good. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: what?
0: He's, He's a long-haul trucker, and uh, he, he has a monkey pet that he keeps in the cab. What is that called? Ah, oh, shit, it's I don't remember it. Really, it's a really dumb name, but we, we talked about it on this show quite a bit, so we should probably <laughs> kind of learn the name of it.
1: Okay. It's a gem. All right, so, Hardener, what's uh, where are we even? I'm so confused. Where are your number two, Brad? <laughs> oh, my number two. Okay, so my number two is uh, is a movie that not a whole lot of people have seen, uh, and the reason this is number two is that Brad Pitt is so fucking good in this movie, and that is uh Burn After Reading. It's a co joint, and Brad Pitt is the funniest fucking part of this movie. It's got G. Clooney as well. You also got um, Richard Jenkins. You got some good performers. Jenkins is in it, hey. Yeah, Jenkins, quality Jenkins. You got some good performers, but clearly in this movie, B. Pitt, Brad Pitt takes it.
0: I always thought that was a pretty weak Coen Brothers movie, in my opinion. It's not
1: as it's no it's not as good as Fargo or No Country for Old Men, but it is it is funny as a comedy. It's quite good. If you watch it, actually, wait, no, I lied. You don't even see this movie for B. Pitt. I forgot. Fucking John Malkovich is better in this movie. God damn it. John
0: Malkovich just wrecks any movie.
1: Did, <laughs> it just ruins it. So we already know Colby's number two.
2: So Hardner, what is your number two? Uh, my, no, we know my number two. My number two was Snatch.
0: Yeah. Oh, your
1: number two. Okay, we, we all have the Colby's same. number two. We all well, have the same number glorious
0: Bastards. But yes, what is your number one, everybody?
2: We all have number the same three? number.
0: One. Three. One. Two. This is Three. Three. Fight Club. Fight
2: Club. Fight Club.
1: <laughs> like, it's the fucking greatest movie with Brad Pitt Fight
0: Club. Fight Club. Where did you guys... It's one of to- the best movies ever, really. In my... Yeah. We're
1: breaking, we're breaking some done. serious rules here, but I'm totally fine with that today. <laughs> Fight Club. Fucks. This is the movie where Brad Pitt <laughs> so fucks... Good. This is the movie where Brad Pitt fucks Tim Burton's wife, and because I hate Tim Burton so much, I'm down yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is one of those movies where a lot of people see it like a vulnerable movie watching age where they haven't really seen a lot of good movies yet and then you see this and you're like, "Oh, that's what movies are supposed to be like."
1: Yeah. I think that's I, thought, yeah. I totally agree. This, I think this that's
2: movie what
0: has made it such a cult classic is that it's like nearly perfect and like you know Everyone, everyone. The thing is,
2: too, it, you sit through this movie for the whole time, and at the end you're just like, wow, that was amazing. And then you look at the credits, and it took me until right when I saw the credits that I realized I didn't know what frickin' Edward Norton's character's name was the
1: yeah, entire he do- movie. He doesn't have and a name. And I was totally fine with that. <laughs> well, actually, he does have a name. His name is actually Tyler Durden, but you just don't know that till the end. It's fucked. What? No, that's not his name. That's his
2: name, bro. Tyler Durden's Bad Edward Norton is just the narrator. He's credited as the narrator.
1: Oh, Hardner, Hardner. Do you know what happens? Okay, all right, we'll, we'll move past it. I do know what happens, but but I, I feel like you don't now. I do know what happens. That's the, re- that's the reason they don't give him a name, Hardner. What? That's the reason they don't give him a name. That's why he doesn't have a name, because, because his name is Tyler Durden. That's why his character doesn't have a name.
2: His name is not Tyler Durden. His freaking split personality is
1: Tyler Durden. Brad Pitt is Tyler Durden. I know. I know Brad Pitt is Tyler Durden. It, it's hard to, at the at this point, it's hard to tell which one is the real person. <laughs> yeah. is what what I'm are you talking about? about. It's not hard to tell which
2: one is the real person. Ever Norton is the real person. That's very clear. I think it's the movie
1: is it though? It is. It is. There's so many there's so many conspiracy theories about this movie and we could we could clash on this for hours. Okay. But let's just move on to Let's let's move on to a little a little movie called 007 uh, Live and Let Die. Oh, here we go boys. I got okay, before before I, we even start, I want to make I want to make
0: fucking computer chairs that have a seat belt on them. So when you're about to let like, tie, you can fucking buckle up, you know?
1: <laughs> now, a few, a few a few episodes ago, we've been watching through all the James Bond movies, and we, wa- we watched a movie where James Bond was in Japan. You remember that one, right? I, I don't remember which movie exactly that was. But there was um, one where he went to Japan. Diamond or whatever, I think? Oh, no, I think it wasn't that one, because that was the one we watched last week. This was oh, a while back. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. yeah I don't remember.
1: Yeah, I don't remember either. But uh, he went to Japan, and it was pretty racist. It was pretty racist. Yeah. That movie, that movie, however, seems like a racism awareness ad compared <laughs> to this fucking racist movie. This movie is so fucking racist, and here's why. All right, here's something that I don't think a lot of people really think about about this movie. Mm-hmm. All of all of the bad guys are black. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's pretty obvious. They're, but one of the bad guys there's is hundreds of them. That's the thing. Yeah, there's and every time you see a black person, you're like, mm, there's there's no way that that's not a bad guy. Like it tricks your brain into being racist. And then they have they have there's one, one. There's only one person
2: who is black and is not evil. And I feel like they just did that specifically so that you couldn't be like, it's totally it's it's everyone. Everyone who's black no. is evil because there's one guy who isn't. So you can't. Oh do that yeah, yeah, everyone. the one the, the one guy the the boat guy, right? Yeah, he's the only one who isn't. And he's Well, they have there, so you can't just have that sweeping generalization. All the all the, the evil
1: black people in this movie, they have one white girl. One mm-hmm. white girl, and James Bond is able to convert her to be a good person with his dick.
0: <laughs> was she white <laughs> that or was like or something?
1: And then there's there's one girl who's a who's who a black gosh, girl who works who like is is seen as a good person, and then you find out she's not.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was r- <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I
1: was like, it was not that surprising though? I mean, the, the first, the first chick that normally. Oh, of course, it wasn't surprising people. because this movie tricks you into being racist. Oh
0: man, it's definitely <laughs> it's a product of its time though. Like this was early '70s when it was like black exploitation movies and James Bond, and it's like this it's is true. like so afro product of the time, and it's fantastic. Hartnett, this is the first one you've talked about with us. How did you like this movie? Because I know you haven't seen a lot of
2: James Bond. so uh, I haven't seen a lot, especially not the classic ones. So th- I really like this, actually. I mean, aside from the the, the racism that made me question myself, uh, <laughs> I, I, like, I liked a lot of this stuff in it. It was, it was a bit campy at times, but I mean, that's something... That's a big
0: part of these early James Bonds, like especially the Connery ones. It's really serious... Until something ridiculous happens, and it <laughs> happens a lot. And it's like
1: <laughs> I want to I want to review this from from the angle of somebody who has been, who has watched all of the James the James Bond movies. And I just I want to talk about a few things. Number one, he fucks in this movie. He fucks three people. Like he's there's fucked. He didn't fuck his. There's in the, the beginning. About he's about. What's yeah, that?
0: This is uh this is high on the fuck chart uh, for James <laughs> Bond. There's only maybe one of the Connerys where he fucks more than that. I, th- I think that was what was it Thunderball or Goldfinger? Yeah. Oh,
1: a Thunderball. He fucks like every half hour on the hour. Yeah, right? Thunderball was a big one. Yeah, but in this movie. First things first, he fucks in badass ways in this movie. Number one, my favorite thing is when he has that fucking magnet watch and oh. he undresses oh. the girl <laughs> with the magnet watch. That was how, good, how good is that? <laughs> oh. that was and, like, the best part about that is he had just finished banging her, too. And then he went in for round two with the magnet watch. There was a lot of that
0: where, yeah. where he'd bang and then there'd be a talking scene and then the chick would be like, let's bang again.
2: He's like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay King's now I wanna, recovery period is like two seconds.
1: I wanna talk about I wanna talk about the most badass thing, the most badass line ever said in a fuck scene ever in cinema. <laughs> it was said in this movie. So he finds out that, that that the black girl is actually not a CIA worker and that she's a bad person. So of course he fucks her before he confronts her. He fucks her and then he pulls out a gun and she says you wouldn't kill me after what we just did. And he says, I kid you not. Well, I certainly wouldn't have killed you before. Fuck <laughs> yes, he did. He went there. He basically said, I just wanted to bang you. Now I'm going to kill you. Just wanted to see what it was like. Now I'm done with you. You can die. I, God damn it.
0: <laughs> I do believe it's the first, uh, the first black girl James Bond has slept with, too.
1: Are you sure? I thought he banged Over. a black girl in *On Her Majesty's Secret Service*. Or are we just not? Are we just kind of pretending that one's like not a legit?
0: Well, I don't really remember much about that one because it was so bad. And he did—he he did
1: fuck a lot in it, but it wasn't very good. I do agree.
0: But it was a high on the fuck scale. That's for sure, though. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, he did fuck.
0: <laughs> because he was in a house of twelve uh, like ninja ladies. So.
1: Yeah, and he fucked. He only fucked two of them, but he used the same lines on both of the girls he fucked, which was pretty neat. The exact same lines. That was that was funny. But this movie, beyond the fuck scenes and the racism, there was some great moments.
2: Oh,
0: in there this. was some amazing
1: <laughs> stuff in this. But Hands his, down, my favorite
2: was probably when he ran across the backs of the crocodile yep. straight. After Paul. <laughs> Just
1: about to bring that up, but right after that scene, there was like. There's like a 25-minute boat scene, and they oh, keep yeah, cutting, yeah. they keep cutting away from the boat chase to do like bits, yeah. like they kept, they kept doing like little bits, like the the sheriff who was like, "Oh, <laughs> they're yeah, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. The and, sheriff bits were legendary, man. I'm like, (laughs) it's just James Bond in a boat flying over shit? You're like, doesn't really happen.
1: He fucking keeps driving on land. He drives on land a lot. (laughs) He drives through a wedding at one point in a boat. Yeah, Yeah, and and he drives through the wedding right as it's like, if anybody has any objections, come forward now. And then the bride starts crying, and it's like, that was a bit... That was a bit they just did. One of my
0: favorite parts. It was a little more subtle than the rest of them. Me and Hardner were talking about this. There's this part where he like jumps over like these this bunch of trees, then like two boats else jump over it, and one boat just
2: turns into the side of the river, like <laughs> and crashes into an, into a bunch of trees. It's like like whenever there's a chase scene in a Bond movie, whenever Bond does something ridiculous, one of the vehicles following him has to crash just by yeah, default. That's...
1: That's true. That's true. It happens a lot. I will give you that. Because the Another other two bit...
2: both chasing him managed it no problem. They didn't yeah. have any issues. They were totally fine with doing that.
1: <laughs> Another thing that I really liked about this movie, that, like I really liked, is at the very end when he's on that island, and then he fucking has a sword yeah, fight with—he has a sword fight with the skeleton. Yeah, machete fight. <laughs> machete fight. <laughs> What was that about? And then <laughs> he pushes him into the freaking snake coffin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like of snakes. I also really like the part where he fucking uses a cigar and an aerosol can to kill a snake.
0: Oh, yeah, there's a lot of
1: good snake a lot of snakes in this movie. Yeah, yeah good, good snake action. One thing that was really weird to me, though, is at the very beginning
2: of the film when they're showing the three secret agents that die, the third yeah. guy gets killed by the snake when he's tied to the pole or whatever. But for some reason... They just show the guy, like, reach out and just, like, tap the snake against him really quickly. Yeah, yeah, he didn't bite it, him didn't, or you know, like, It's a plastic snake. You could have, like, held it up to his neck for a little while and then pulled it away and have, like, bite marks or something. No, they just tapped the snake, the plastic snake to his <laughs> neck, and then it just yeah, he, away, and no bite marks. He was just dead. I was really confused as to why he died for, like, ten seconds. I was like... <laughs> they could have,
1: like... Bite him? They, they could have, like, put, like, red, like, wet red, like, fake blood on the snake's teeth and then tap them yeah. with it, and then when it pulled away, it would look like there was blood there, right? Well,
0: Not, there's a yeah. lot of things they could have done, Chadley.
1: <laughs> as far as Bond movies go, I would say of all the ones we've watched, this is for sure one of the weaker ones. Um, one of the weaker ones It it's
0: certainly as- was easier to follow than some of the older ones so
1: I, d- I don't know though I felt like it's like for the first 45 hour and uh, hour 45 minutes to an hour it sort of had like that from Russia with love feeling where he was just kind of doing stuff but mm. um, it was it, it did get easier to follow as you went on that's Yeah. For sure. As far as uh, that is always what I will go back to when talking about confusing James Bond things cuz that movie From Russia with Love is fucking confusing and like oh, I, I love know that it. one though I loved it too but I still couldn't tell you what the fuck happened in it <laughs> I know he fought a dude on he fought a dude on a train again in this movie
0: Yeah that's fought, a, that's a recurring theme
1: Yeah he fought a dude on a train after the dude fucking locked that girl up and you you no, know what I really what what I really liked about this movie is on three different occasions he made he made a pun after killing one of the bad guys.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. Harder, was, Harder
0: go over some of these fantastic henchmen that were in this movie because this was like this was a strong one for henchmen.
2: henchmen. Oh yeah, we had um, let's see, there was Whisper, the fat black man with the beard who only spoke in a whisper, which was hilarious. Where do you, uh, want, where do you want your yeah. champagne? There was he he. The the very large black man with a hook arm <laughs> yeah, and thing, who laughed at everything. There was um let's see. There was the Baron Samdi creepy dude who was like the skeleton with the top hat and he rose out of the ground and he did a whole bunch of weird voodoo rituals and stuff. And yeah. then there was also I mean, Solitaire was kind of a henchman for a little while and she was she was I- but then, she, as soon as she,
1: as soon as she got some 007 dick, she, she was converted. Yeah, exactly. Bond's, Bond's
2: dick is, is the conversion machine. It's like Absolutely. one of those little priests from Age of Empires. Whoa, 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 whoa. I this did. isn't the first time he's converted people with his dick, though, no, so... No, no, no. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a reoccurring theme, but yeah. I, I love how, like, freaking James Bond, like, basically seduced her in the bed with an entire lie because he made her draw a card from the deck. And <laughs> okay. The lock, I was... But the entire deck was the lovers. How did he get all of those tarot cards for one yeah, thing? Yeah, I was, I was watching that... All, I was like, watching...
1: she would have died. She would have died for I watched this, uh I watched this movie with my girlfriend... And um, we fucking, we were watching that. And as soon as he turned around and had all the tarot cards, she turned to me and she said, I bet you any money he went out and bought a bunch of decks and then just only has fuck cards in there. <laughs> well, and I was like, you no fucking way. No way. She was, was, legit. The thing that
2: I didn't get is, like, why he just, like, left it on the counter. Because he just, like, scared them on the counter afterwards. I was like, she's going to see that and be pissed. And then right after they sleep together, he just tells her and she's fine with it. Like, She's fine with the fact that he lied to her and seduced her, and now that guy wants to kill her because she can't leave the cards anymore because she's no longer a virgin, and that's how the weird tarot magic works for some reason.
1: He used her beliefs to fuck her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was good. Which was good, I believed. So anybody, anybody else say? I'd say this was. I'd say this is a see it once or twice oh, kind of movie. Come
0: on, we haven't even talked about one of the greatest scenes in this movie yet. When he oh, goes yeah. into the cave, because in every James Bond movie, <laughs> he just ends up in a weird
2: cave by pulling a lever or something. <laughs> like, no, he, he taps on the gravestone, and then they think he's the skeleton dude who wants to come back down for some reason. The that's the yeah. <laughs> Which
1: he knew for some reason. But yeah, so he's yes.
0: in this cave, and then he fights, he fights the boss, and... It's so great! It's so great, you guys. <laughs>
1: what What I like about that What I like about that last scene is that they almost tease that the boss is gonna get eaten by sharks, and then they're like, "JK, we're gonna blow him up like a balloon." <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, those sharks.
2: I found about this movie is Bond gets captured like five times in this film, and they <laughs> always like let him let, put him in a scenario where he can escape, and then he does, and then they don't understand why. Like, at the end. <laughs> When they hang Bond up by like his arms above the shark tank, and the guy's cutting his arm to have blood so that it'll attract the sharks, Bond Bond says, "Why don't we make this a bit faster and cut a, cut to a faster vein?" And the guy says, "I think you'll find those cuts to be quite fatal, Mister Bond." <laughs> Bond told you a better way to kill him. And <laughs> you didn't because you're a fucking showman, and that's he's, why you. He's giving you 2 canister. That
0: that was a cool gadget he had there, like. <laughs> It's like it blows things up. I don't really understand how it works.
2: Yeah, okay, I mean, so, I so it was a gun full of like supposedly compressed CO2, and you right. shoot at a shark, and the shark would inflate to the top of the of the water or whatever. But apparently, when a person ingests that, their body explodes—not just their lungs, their entire body somehow.
1: The one thing. You know, the, the, I, I feel bad for. I feel bad for trying to move on because there actually is a few things that I I also want to address. Um, one thing I want to talk about in this movie is that. Do you think, you think when they purchased the theme song, Live and Let Die, they were like, that's our entire movie budget. If we want to get Beatles, that's our entire movie budget. Because the entire movie, two songs. James yeah. Bond theme and Live and Let Die. That's yes. it.
0: That's true. And there was this one scene that was the most meta weird shit ever. It's when they're in like the club and the black chick is singing Live
2: and Let Die. Yeah, that was weird. It was and weird. She looks staring like and a Bond. She looks so angry. And then he just know. kind of disappears. He gets sucked into a secret passageway. There's so many secret passageways in this yeah. in This one, too. There's at least, like, six or seven.
1: Absolutely. And I, I'd say, I'd say too, that's a strong point.
0: Why, do, why does this Harlem mob boss have so many secret passages? Like... <laughs> <laughs>
2: How can like, he... like, every single possible part of his club, too. Like, there's a booth one, and then there's one if you sit at a table near the stage,
1: and uh, there's just so many. You know what else this movie did a lot that really bothers me when this happens in movies? Every time James Bond got kidnapped, which was all the time... The boss would come out and in detail explain his entire plot to James Bond. There was a lot That's of
2: monologuing. His really
1: really long and drawn out
2: plan of killing him is it actually going to work this time. <laughs> it, like James Bond is what
0: like a lot of those monologue parodies are based off of, so you know. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Cuz you get it's, to see the origin of it.
1: This movie was for sure full of Bond tropes. Yeah. Absolutely. Killer. But so. yeah, see it, see it a few, maybe see it once or twice, maybe you know, if you're watching the whole series, maybe maybe check it out. Yeah, I'd don't say. skip
0: this one. This is a good one. It's the introduction to Roger Moore. We didn't even mention that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, we, which is too bad because Sean Connery. Oh, looks, he,
0: he would have murdered this role. This one yeah. would have
1: been amazing with Connery. Which <laughs> it's just too bad. It's too bad because Sean Connery wanted to continue playing Bond, which is the crazy part. And they were like, no, 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 no Sean, you're old. Old, so we're gonna get this really old guy, Roger Moore, to play Bond. <laughs> but Roger Moore, he has like a sort of twinkle in his eye that I don't know.
0: I, he, I didn't... He's got a charm that George Lazenby did not so, have.
1: Yeah, and and he's also
0: a regular height, which George Lazenby yeah, is George not. Yeah, George Lazenby is so <laughs> tall, man. He can't be Bond. He's too tall.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> now I don't, I don't, I don't know where they fit in. But what, what, where are the fucking Timothy Dalton Bonds? Because as far as I know, it goes straight from Roger Moore. To fucking Pierce Brosnan, is Timothy Dalton plucked? Are they plucked in in the middle of Roger Moore like George Lazenby style? I think so. Oh, and we're coming up close on the fucking the fucking Sean Connery, the fucking Sean Connery returns as Bond. Never say never again.
0: Yeah, that's coming up in a in a couple here. The, me, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Sean Connery got pissed that they weren't letting him be uh, James Bond anymore. So like ten years later. They made like this bootleg ass James Bond movie <laughs> where Sean Connery plays James Bond. <laughs> what?
1: How do they get the rights to do that? It's they couldn't of, say they couldn't say 007. It's because really? it's
0: it's it's the guys who wrote Thunderball and they still had the they still had the rights to Thunderball, so they wrote like a new script based on Thunderball. So
1: Wow. <laughs> so they made yeah. this movie. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. It's gonna be so awesome. Next wow. up, we have uh, Man with a Golden Gun, and I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a Roger Moore. That's a yeah, power. Roger
0: Roger Moore is, a, he's like the 70s guy, and then Dalton's like the 80s guy. Pierce Brosnan's yeah, but, the nineties guy, in the early 2000s.
1: And then, and then we got D. Craig, who who's doing some good stuff, doing some good works. Yeah. Although he's already too old, and he's got like four more Bonds left.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: He's, he's already he's already getting on in age. In fact, they address it in the latest James Bond movie. He's like, I'm too old for this. It's like, yeah, buddy, you are, you are. How are you on for four more films? Yeah. No. Is he on for four more? I think he's on for four more. I think he. I thought he was on. doing
0: five total. Where did he sign on for more?
1: I think oh, I got to find out now. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's I signed he on bad, for. Man. I thought he was signed on for seven. I got to find out now.
2: If so, we're gonna see like freaking Bond with a walker at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: yeah. I thought it was five, but you know they might have had, they might have tacked on some more at some point. I don't know.
1: Oh um, wait, maybe not. Maybe maybe it's four. Oh no, actually no. Yeah, you're right. It's five.
0: Five. It's yeah. Five. Okay. You're right. I could see five. I could see them pulling off five, as long as I'm they like bang out them in the next couple of years here.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm clowning. I'm clowning hard. I think it <laughs> was seven.
0: And then. Who do you think? Who do you think could play? Who do you think it could pull off Bond out of the new crop of talent? Young well, you,
1: you know who was offered the part of Bond, but he declined it, hmm. and then it went to Daniel Craig? Huge jacked man uh, was offered yeah. the part of Bond. That might
0: have been all right, But I don't know.
1: I, I think I think even they might bring him in for one or two, maybe the sort of like a George Lazenby type thing.
0: Could be, I'm but honest. I think they're gonna go for another five pack. First, they're gonna yeah, take a chance on some younger guy, and they're gonna do a five pack. That's what I would guess.
1: What I think they'll probably end up doing is it's going to be someone we've never heard of before, right? It's going to be someone we've never heard of before because that's kind of what they do. They take, they take people, they create them into Bond, and then... It'll probably if be they... someone like a stage actor or something like that. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, one thing I'm scared they as might do. As long as it's not Cumberbatch, as long as it's not yeah, Cumberbatch. Yeah, that's that's what I was literally about to say. If they make it Cumberbatch, like I'm gonna fucking lose my marbles.
2: I love the. Yeah, I don't really that. think he, he could he could handle like or, or would fit in that role. Sorry, not that he couldn't handle it, but he definitely wouldn't fit in it. No, I like I like
0: him a lot, but I just I can't I can't do hell. it so anymore. <laughs> I no, um, no more franchises. Like Doctor Strange, I'll let him have that, but no more franchises for you, bud. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, you, you you got a lot of money already, bud.
0: <laughs> Just do it... <laughs> Sherlock or whatever. Do do be con more.
1: Yeah, do do more Star Trek. I'm saying smog in the first place.
0: Oh yeah. Smog. Oh yeah.
1: He's in fucking. He's in Lord of the Rings. He's in Star Trek. Dude, he must in... have a hell a of lot of fuck you money. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. yeah. He probably just sits on it in
2: his room like they're all gold coins and he just pretends he's the Cumberbatch is gonna get buried on his stacks like
0: a Pharaoh, (laughs) man.
2: That's gonna be incredible.
1: That dude could fucking disappear and like he'd be fine. He would he could disappear with like seven family members. I would
0: not be surprised if after his Doctor Strange run is done, he is just gone for a while.
1: Yeah, but his Doctor Strange run, like that could that could go to like twenty twenty nine. Let's be fucking real here.
0: I guess, but, like, there's a lot of downtime in between, so... I I don't think he'll be doing as much in between, is what I'm saying.
1: Oh, so you don't think, like... You don't think, like, Doctor Strange will be as prevalent as, say, like, Iron Man or Captain America or whatever?
0: Well, that too, but I also don't think, like... Once you get those big roles, like... Robert Downey Jr., he makes, like, one other film a year. One or two, besides.
1: Yeah, he did The Judge. Did The Judge.
2: (laughs) So, like,
0: because you're busy, but, like... Every you now and don't again you have time to do other things if you want to.
1: Every now and again you gotta take a break from Marvel so that you can hold Robert Duvall while he takes his shit on the floor.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a classic scene.
1: <laughs>
0: Should we move on to this epic now or what?
1: Yeah, let's let's move on to this three hour movie. I am so at loggerheads with I watched this yesterday with my girlfriend and I'm so at loggerheads about what I think about this movie. Because a part of me fucking loved it. But a part of me is thinking back on it and thinking, but nothing happened.
2: It's not about anything, really. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's coming up. He's nostalgia, Brad. You probably saw fucking Dragon Ball Z and like all that shit, and you're just kind yeah, of big old, big old nostalgia boner.
1: I did. I did have some nostalgia for this movie because there was the scene. You know, there was the parts where he was watching Dragon Ball Z as a kid, and I used to do that. And I remember uh, like is? the scene scene where he goes to Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince opening. I remember going to that shit. It's definitely
0: definitely cool in the sense that it's never been done really before. Like, there's never been a movie made over 12 years. That's what's cool about it. But if you go deeper than that, it's not much of a movie, really.
1: I I did really, really enjoy it because I felt like, I don't know, because they take you through so much of that kid's life, I felt very connected to all of the characters, specifically the main kid. And the girl, and what I really liked about this movie is that the dialogue was written almost flawlessly. Like the dialogue was yeah. all very natural stuff.
2: Yeah, what yeah. Well, about? I feel like one of the things with the movie is because they kind of tried to keep it relatively realistic. Like they wanted to keep it all as stuff that could actually happen to a person, one mm-hmm. person. It, it it kind of couldn't go into that much of a detail, especially because it had to last 12 years. The movie had to last 12 years, so it couldn't really bust its nut in some massive climax at like year. 12, he gets into, like, a frickin' firefight somehow or something
1: like that. <laughs> well, one, one one piece of dialogue I specifically heard, and I just, rem- I just remember watching the movie, and I watched this with my girlfriend, and I pointed at the screen and I said, that's a fucking thing that people say, was he was fucking making out with that girl in the back of that dude's car. And then he gets out, and she goes, and they're, like, 14 at the time, and she goes, I'll miss you, and he says, "I'll see you on Sunday." And she goes, "Text me, you better." And I'm like, "And I'm like, that's a fucking thing people would say." Like I remember people saying exactly that to me in high school. Like that's a, that's real dialogue, and that's what I like so much about this movie is that it was so real. Also, Ethan Hawke's mustache. <laughs> what, I like, what I like about this movie is that for the first like for the first 75% of the movie, it looked like Ethan Hawke didn't know how to grow a mustache. Mm-hmm. And then he spontaneously was able to grow a good mustache.
2: It's because, he became a, he, it's because he became a father again, but, like, he was there for that child. When you're there for a child as a father, you immediately gain the ability to grow a mustache. That's yeah, the real I'm, model of this story.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess so, and if, that, if that's what I'm taking away from it, thank God I'm going to be a good person now because of it, because I want to grow a real mustache.
0: Chadley's been talking about that since he was, like, 12. Like, he's like, man, I want to just grow a mustache. He said that to me one time. He said that to me one time. You're like, man, I want to grow, like, a big, <laughs> thick mustache. And I'm like, well, maybe one day, Chadley.
1: Yeah, and I still do. I still do want to grow a mustache. Unfortunately, I have shitty facial hair, and it's just like, I feel like the day is coming. It's a coming. coming. We'll see. Maybe never, but I feel like it could still happen. But, uh, I don't know. This movie, what I, what I didn't like about this movie is that it just reeked. It just reeked of, like, prying for Oscars. Like, just begging for them. Like, you could tell that when the director made this, he was writing it down, and he, like, wrote down a sentence, and then he just went, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm fucking winning an Oscar for this shit. <laughs> like, it just it felt like they were trying to win an Oscar. And, to be fair... This is going to sweep. It really is. Let's be fair. This is the way the world works. They like something new and different. Like, they proved that when the fucking artist won Best Picture. Well, I which, mean,
0: there hasn't been a lot of contenders out, so...
1: Well, yeah, we're, we're heading into that season now.
0: But, you know, I do think it deserves something. For being a 12-year production, it deserves something.
1: I like, think... Yeah. I think I think that uh, Alan, or whatever the fuck that dude's name is, the dude who played the main character, I think he'll he'll at least be up for best actor because he yeah, fucking dedicated I think so. 12 years of his life, including most he, of his childhood, to this he's, movie. Yeah. he's pretty good. good too. Like, yeah, he was. He was good, which is surprising, right? When you when you hire a kid for a project like this, you really got to gamble. It's really a gamble. This mm-hmm. is like. This is like if they took 10 minutes out of every Harry Potter movie and then made it into one movie. Like, I think,
0: yeah, they, I, they definitely were allowed to pick and choose. I'm sure they had continue. a lot of footage. Like, yeah. like if, if, if they, like, he didn't deliver something good, eh, you got six more years of footage. Put in one of those. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> you don't get a good shot in freaking
1: February, then you just get one in March.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um,
1: I just find it so weird that this is the same guy that directed fucking School of Rock and Bad News Bears.
0: Well, Slacker. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's
1: yeah, what
0: in, it's what inspired Kevin Smith to make movies. So, oh shit, He's a well-respected person. He just has made some bad choices. <laughs> bad News Bears, for example. <laughs> yeah, bad News Bears. <laughs> I actually of like rock. School like of Rock. School is rock. not bad. I like School of Rock. It's uh.
1: Bad news bears is bad though.
0: Oh, it's trash. Billy Bob, what are you doing, man?
1: <laughs> I I didn't think I'd ever say this, but Billy Bob could do better.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Billy Bob, he's man. He's made some sort of resurgent after that. Like he's he's legendary now. Like yeah. Between Fargo and some of the other
1: stuff he's done lately, like yeah, he's good in Fargo. Fuck, he's good. <laughs> he's also real fucking weird though. Like he's real. Like if we ever like read about his sex life, like it's. I say it's freaky. Uh, I
2: say, yeah, I mean, you can say that about a lot of people though. <laughs> why are you reading about why are you, why are you reading about his, his sex life in particular, Brad?
1: Because uh, it came out when he divorced Angelorna Jolie so that she could bone Brad Pitt. Hmm. Oh, okay. Get, five degrees of Brad Pitt, you guys. We always get back to Brad Pitt.
0: Hell yeah, Bradley P.
1: <laughs> Angelina Jolie doesn't even go see movies to see Brad Pitt. <laughs> okay. But, but, uh, no, this is a movie that you have to see. Like, I would, like, you have to see it. It's lengthy.
0: But it's... I never felt like, because it changes so often to something... Yeah. A year or a couple I, never, of
1: I never felt bored watching yeah.
0: this. I never felt bored. I was always kind of riveted by what was happening, even though it's nothing spectacular. It's just life, but... But there's nothing.
1: There's no movie like that, which is what, which is what, what I think really sets this movie apart is that there really is no movie that's as bluntly honest as this one was. It was almost as like a scripted
2: documentary. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. It like that it. one British documentary series where they, every seven years they, interview them, and it's been going on for like, there's like eight of them, There's, like eight of these yeah. documentaries. It's kind of like that, but like a movie, that's scripted. So yeah, I see. I see where you're coming from.
1: I had a story. I, I mean, this this movie certainly explains why Ethan Hawke hasn't been in shit for the last twelve years.
0: Yeah. Pretty much.
1: And Patricia Arquette, but no one's missed her. But yeah, that's whatever. she was alright in this. She was okay. I don't know. It like there was a part. There was a part re- right near the end where he's with his mom. And she kind of has a meltdown because he's leaving for college and she says, this is the worst day of my life, what do I do now? And in any other movie, any other movie, they would have gone back and rectified that and he would have gone back to his mom and been like, I love you. But they didn't do that because that's life. And that's what I like so much about this movie. It just is life.
0: Yeah. It's a a good watch. I I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if it's the best movie I've ever seen, but it was definitely interesting.
1: Yeah, I liked I liked it quite a lot. It's worth your time. I'd clown on this movie hard.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, we might as well wrap this up.
1: Yeah, we got uh, we got another, we got tons of great stuff coming out on PunchNerds.com. This this show is one of them under podcasts, of course, and you can go listen to past episodes. We talked about like all sorts of crazy, weird movies, including all the James Bonds.
0: So. Yeah, we we're, we're working away on those.
1: Got Man with the Golden Gun next, which I'm pretty sure is Roger Moore, but not positive. Yeah, it, is, it is. Did it? Okay, good. Good. Roger, because Roger Moore, he has, he has this fucking twinkle in his eye. that just He's good.
0: Did. He's good. He's one of the he's one of the better ones.
1: That's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Better than T-Doll. That's
0: for so, sure. So, uh, thanks for coming out, Hardner. That was good.
2: Um,
1: yeah. I'm ha- always, always happy to be here.
2: Punch nerds, Doc.